When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with Doug Sprinthal, Dave Schrader, the very clean Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, Cassie Schrader. <laughs> we'll be well, right. Dave, what? <laughs> Dave was waving. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, I've, you know, people watching on video. I want yeah. to know what we think Good about them. We you. love them. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> we will be right back. Hour two, Tom Bernard Show. So yeah, I'm not the only one who forgets. No, I was. I just turned my head to look. It's at okay. It. I'm what? ready when you are. What? So I thought I'd continue my uh, advertising theme from the first hour of great cooking recipes. All right. So if you have a smoker and you ever want to learn how to smoke salmon, I will tell you how to do it. Get a pen. It's really simple. Brine it for 90 minutes, half a cup of brown sugar, half a cup of kosher salt. <laughs> Let it dry for 90 minutes, and then throw it in a smoker at 200 for 90 minutes, and that's killer. Smoker. 90, 90, 90. Half a cup of sugar. Are you? Why are you looking at me? I'm like the outside ordering food guy all the time. This is simple <laughs> yeah. that you could do this. I don't. What kind of? How do you? Do you roll it in big paper when you smoke it? How do you? No. <laughs> throw it in a smoker. <laughs> <Not sure>. Two hundred <laughs> degrees. Stuff it in a pipe. I. I oh God, Cassie is, he, is this helpless at home? <laughs> yeah. No if, it were, if it weren't yeah. for HelloFresh, I would know nothing about cooking. Yes. So Helplessness for more cooking tips, Hello, don't friend. go to Walter.com because there aren't any on there. But I thought Walter. rather than telling people that we sell cars, hopefully after spending billions of dollars in advertising to get that, I thought I'd pass along something maybe a little more useful to people that aren't in the market to buy cars. I thought you were going to be cheesy and be like, Take one car and a great deal, and you've got yourself a recipe for <laughs> for long-lasting love. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. We Andy, do I like your marketing sensibility. That's pretty good. You're gonna do. Just think about. You're gonna do the third hour of Walzer commercial. <laughs> we'll just tee you up. Yeah. What the hell? Walzer Automotive Group. Walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. What's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt. Then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company, and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people 
who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? At, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. You've got the best of my love, ladies and gentlemen. Could you say it a little bit more white for me? You've got the best of my I love. I can do it like this. You've got the best of my love. Top 40 this week. Do you suppose he talked like that in real life? I doubt it. Yeah, me too. Oh, haven't you ever heard the audio of him in between recording bits? Oh, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, my God, that tears me up. Mm-hmm. I love what he's doing. What, they come off of some uh, upbeat song, and he's like, yeah. the next story comes from Jim in Arkansas. Dog Lately, dying. my cat died of a horrible brain tumor. <laughs> Jesus, who brought this well, up? You know, it, it's sort of a slow ramp up into yeah. yeah. full oh, yeah. fury. Oh, just yeah. snap. It just starts burning. It just gets oh, madder, and madder and madder and madder. You do have to th- imagine, though, anytime you're around a live mic don't say anything you don't want to get out because it's gonna get out yeah i love those like blooper or in between stuff like Mm -hmm. they had that one of uh bill Mm o'reilly going off oh yeah yeah. to play us out what does that mean that's right i can't i can't breathe there's no words on it (laughs) then there's the shatner sabotage Sabotage. I've never heard that one. No, sabotage. 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 And then he's telling the guy, and the guy's like, yeah, I was just wondering if you could, oh, perhaps you can show me how you'd like it done. Uh, Well, you know, I just thought maybe you could do it this way. Oh, is that the way you thought I should do it? Okay, I'll do it that way. And then he starts doing, well, no, just go ahead and do it. No, 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 you're the director. I'll do it. Your way. Oh, and, oh, oh. Have you heard that audio? Oh yeah. Oh, Did that is so hard. Like you sicken me or something. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't tell me how to do it. It's sick. And I would like to invite you to take a journey with is. me into the 21st century. So take the next few minutes and listen very closely. You'll be amazed at what you hear. Okay. Yeah, that was perfect. Yeah. I mean, you can't do better than that. And then some jerk the same one? and tell him how That's to how do it. Um, Maybe a little more. Uh, Excitement in the beginning. I think this is a different one. <laughs> no, that's it. But that's just uh, Howard okay. Stern playing the yeah, right. <laughs> that. It's Howard Stern oh, pretending yeah. he knows how to do commercials. Well, yeah, now. come on. Yeah, okay, Howard. Well, Whatever. I just want the regular outtake. How hard is that to find? That was it. Why don't just have Dave do it? Well, I love the fact that in the new um, Star Trek movies, Mm-hmm. They keep when they introduce uh, Chris Pine as as um, young Captain Kirk. Oh right, and yes. he's blowing around in that in the classic car. He's got sabotage playing on the radio. Ah. <laughs> and then in the final movie, funny. when they go to war and they use the audio to kind of send the the lasers into whatever they they needed something archaic, so they plugged in the song sabotage. So I thought that was a great nod to uh, to Shatner. Sabotage. Yeah. sabotage. I say sabotage. I say sabotage. Sabotage the system. Yep, that's it. Spock, restore the atmosphere. He did say sabotage. Spock, sabotage the system. 
Yeah, there you go. Yeah. He does say sabotage. That's very strange. But then he starts arguing with the director. Right. <laughs> well, I say sabotage. Well, I think he's just repeating this, those, this line over and over to prove that he says sabotage. I wish I knew what to do. Maybe. I don't know what this is. Observations, Mr. Spock. Okay, do we have line 193 again with uh, sabotage, sabotage, you know, sabotage? I don't say sabotage. <laughs> you say sabotage. I say you... sabotage. <laughs> I say sabotage. Oh, my sabotage. God. You say potato, I say sabotage. You know what's really weird? What? Of the hundred times I've interviewed William Shatner, he's never been difficult. Really? No, no, really. He's the nicest guy in the world to me. I guess other people cannot stand Maybe him. he just doesn't like being directed. Mm. Yeah, I don't do no, that directing. doesn't sound well with the directing no. on that. Uh, he's going to be in town. I just uh, My oh, wife's going to take her dad to go see him at the State Theater. He's doing uh, a screening of uh, The Wrath of Khan. Oh, yeah. yeah. And oh then God, he's going to do a Q&A. He do that stuff. I know. <laughs> oh, you know, I think it's... He should, you know, if they really wanted it, they should do it uh, Mystery Science 3000 style and have him in the front row with a oh, mic God. rip oh, on yeah. the film. That would be, that funny. be funny. That would be funny. Uh, Although yeah, he... He's going to come out and do a Q&A, so my dad's all fangirling about it because he loves Shatner. He wow. pronounces my name Tom, though. Tom. He calls me Tom. Tom, are you going to come? Remember, he invited me to come to his house for Christmas one year. Tom, why did you come out for Christmas, Tom? <laughs> what the hell are you doing? You should have said, he's all right, Jewish. Isn't I'm he? bringing my family. Yeah, he's yeah. a Jew. Yeah. So you come out for Christmas. <laughs> okay, you're a Jew, but other than that. Yeah, uh, you get there and just nothing's happening. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why he wanted to have you out there. There's no plans we're going out for Chinese in yeah. a film. Exactly. Yeah, we're going bowling. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because nowadays a lot of Chinese places are closed on Christmas. Are they really? True. Yeah. Really? Christmas Why? is like, a, it's a federal holiday, so a lot of places are like mandated to be closed. Not so. the Chinese buffet. No? I've gone there for buffet. the last couple of years for Christmas Eve. Mm. Kind of a Christmas Not since you've story known reference. Me. That was one of the great scenes Now we do Christmas a classic. story. <laughs> yeah. the dogs eat the turkeys. Oh, God. They could do that today. No way you do that today. So you want to classy you now Lunchables and stuff? Yes, like that. we do Lunchables Spaghettios with sliced franks. Oh. I don't like to brag, but I do have a professional chef. I think you know him, Boyardee. Boyardee. <laughs> I'm surprised. That, I'm so sorry that I gave you cooking tips. You clearly yeah. don't need them. Nope. I, I try and do a nice spread for the holidays. Whether She's it's amazing. Thanksgiving oh, or Christmas yeah. or Easter, ham, turkey, whatever. It's yeah. never occurred to me, but people couldn't pronounce the name Boyardee. Chef Boyardi. Chef Boyardi. Mm-hmm. That's how you say it. You can't say Boyardi. Boyardi? What do you mean what? it's Chef it's, Boyardi? It's every, we Americans say it Boyardi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's... But it's spelled boy with an R. No, it's not. No, that's, that's it? B-O-A-R-D-I. Yeah, they did that because people couldn't pronounce Boyardi, so they changed it to Boyardi. Boyardi, yeah. Oh, I did oh, not they, know. They, there's still a lot of that stuff where people cannot say the name. They can't say people's names. Well, God, there are some names out there. People are like, your name is Joe, J-O, and people are like, yeah. Yah? Your name, is your name Yah? Yo. <laughs> my, my daughter, who you met earlier, yes. her name is Pacey, mm-hmm. but we spell it P-A-C-I, mm-hmm. which to me, you look Packy. at it and Packy. you think, yeah. <laughs> but she gets yeah. Packy, oh, yeah. Patchy. 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 Yeah, the newest one. Her teacher goes, uh, Pakai. Oh, my God. Pakai. Fawn. They're like Fawn. P H A W N. They're like Fawn. With a P H. Baby deer. Fawn. 
Fawn. Yeah. <clears throat> Catherine and I were out in uh, out in Chanhazen. There's a neighborhood there named Fawn Hill. Mm-hmm. We're very happy for her. She has her own neighborhood already. Get yep. your hands off the steering steering wheel, Nana. Yeah. That's all I have. <laughs> right, how about Brant? I mean, that's a pretty common Brandit, name, right? Brandit, yeah. People yeah. say Brandit. Brandit. I'm like, I have Brandit? to go, A they is in Apple, N is in Nancy, D is right, But you've got all the letters. Why not use them all, right? Yeah, Brandon, you got all the letters at Brandon. Knife and a knife. I totally understand why people drop the D. Yeah. It's just tedious. It's like, how do you think it's Brandon? How? His name is But you don't, when you don't say it, that's the time they go, oh, it's not Brent, it's Brandit. <laughs> yeah. I do that all the time. I, I get my true. guest on and I'm like, oh, Catherine Brandit. Or Catherine Brandt, it's Brandit. Okay. Maybe I should just start calling myself Catherine Brandit. Yeah. Caf- Catherine. Pronounce it Catherine like an F instead yeah. of a yeah. T-A. I always know Brandit. it's a telemarketer. Catherine, yeah. Catherine Brandit. <laughs> my middle name is Cass Stevens. You know how many times I've been called Cat Stevens? Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's Cass Stevens? <laughs> It's my grandfather's last name. Last name, yeah. yeah. Stevens. But it's C A S T, not C A T. Honey, you're on radio. You need to get close to the microphone. You're I'm fading sorry. on us. Yeah, what the hell's the matter with you? She's ready on, to go. She's on cold meds today, yeah. so she's kind of, you can tell I've she's got the loopy look in her eyes. Oh, my fever. allergies are, yeah, I feel Cry terrible like today. like this, Cassie. Oh, I know, but <laughs> oh. the moment I do that, that's when I'm going to sneeze. Do so it like Philip. Oh, put it up here and yeah. talk like this. <laughs> yeah, Tommy, let me ask you a question, Tommy. Uh, what, what time are we going to go Yeah, there's other ways to do it. Yeah, yeah that's the L.A. Nick way. That's L.A. Nick right there. Yeah, but my real name, you know, is Winifred. Mm-hmm. And then I have Cass Stevens. So, yeah, it's it was difficult That's where she up. gets the name Cassie from. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. From Cass, Cass Stevens. Mm-hmm. Yes. I wondered about that. Yeah, because yeah, my grandfather in the Navy. Shouldn't he be na- Cassie then? Huh, Cassie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, um, the T is silent. Yeah. <laughs> my grandfather's nickname in the Navy was Cass. And I, I don't know how my mom got Sissy because her name's Winifred and my grandmother's Winifred, but she goes by Jakey. So I don't know how they got their nicknames. They're from <laughs> the South. Can't you just go with Barbara? Or... Well, that's why when I met her, I'm like, when, her name's Cass. She goes, yeah, Cassie Plummer. She checks it and I go, uh, I don't say I, I see a Winifred plumber, and she goes, oh, yeah, that's my name. And I go, I'm not calling you Cassie. When you have an awesome name like Winifred, why Winifred. would you go by Cassie? I didn't know my name was Winifred until I was, like, in first grade. But, and then, <laughs> huh. well, my they all called me Cassie. I didn't know. No, no, Everyone's... I was talking about that big boom in the hallway just now. Oh. Like, what the oh, hell? Yeah, there was, someone but, uh, slammed the door, I think. Yeah, Grassy so, knoll. Uh, I never went by Winnie or Winifred, and they always called me Cassie. But when I met Dave and everything, he's like, I'm calling you Winnie. So it just kind of stuck. I, I answer to anything, really. Mm. But Does he come in and go, Winnie the Pooh? Yes. I oh, very, God. very I'm rarely. Surprised. Surprised. I don't do that all the time. You've Played called honestly. me Pooh Bear. <laughs> right, but that's usually oh, okay. during, you know. you know, there's people <laughs> listening. But it's yeah, it's it's weird. <laughs> Come here, Pooh Bear. Well, in the South, nobody goes by their real name. They all my mom's because they're all on the lamb from the. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're all you know. My family's all from like North Carolina, Georgia, South mm. Carolina. Virginia. Well, yeah, everyone in North Carolina has a. Uh, so how many scooters do you know? Uh, Scooter. Well, my Bubba. grandfather was yeah. Charles Montgomery. We called him Grandpa Scoot. Yeah. His nickname was Scoot. Uh, I had a, I have a. Cousin Snooky, I had a great aunt Cuda. 
I had an Uncle Shorty. Well, this sounds know. like a Woody Harrelson bit. Yeah, seriously. I know. It's, it it's nuts. Nobody goes by their real name down there. They all have nicknames. Mm-hmm. But they like to carry on family names, but nobody goes by them. It's weird. And yeah. then I have like four. So we're going to have a baby daughter. We're going to name her Winterford, but we're going to call her Jamie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jamie will work. Something That'll be obscure. Good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, uh, by coincidence, both my grandfathers had the same name. Oh, really? A-hole. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I actually wonder if the name Ivanka is more popular now. Do you I suppose wonder. in the past year? I wonder if they have that data yet. Probably. I would. I kind of would be surprised. First off, it's a weird name. Yeah, Ivanka? but people like weird names. Ivanka. Yeah, people really do like do. weird I'm names. I'm a big Nobody fan of weird names. Nobody wants a normal names. name anymore. Like what? Well, my son, I've got Linus, Pacey, Linus. Ripley. So, I mean, we've kind of got some original, yeah. u- unique names. Yeah, where did right? Pacey come from? Uh, the TV show Dawson's Creek. There was a Pacey on there? Yeah, there was a boy. And it was very weird. I, I started watching it uh, at the time with the, the woman I was uh, dating. And the character of Pacey was played by Josh Jackson. Uh, he was just like me in high school. I mean, it was like somebody followed me around and wrote about my weirdness and that character. So I, I just thought it was a cool name. And then when we had a daughter, and I obviously couldn't name her David Jr., I said, what about uh, Pacey, P-A-C-I instead? And there was no, you know, you've got Lacey's, Macy's, Tracy's, Stacy's. Right, right. But she didn't hear Pacey. And my wife said, yeah, that's fine. See? So we went with Pacey. So, yeah, and then Ripley from the Alien movie. Yep. Ripley from the Alien. Yeah, movie. that's right. Who's Ripley? Ripley. Uh, She's the main Sigourney character. Weaver. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. That's Ellen, right. Ellen Ripley is her Captain name. Captain Ripley. Yeah, that was so. a good movie. Actually, the first one was a good movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, there we go. So the first one and second one was amazing. You liked Aliens? Yeah, and I, I actually liked. I've liked all four of the movies. The third one is the weakest link for me. The third one was AVP. No, the third one. No, there was Alien. Aliens, Aliens, and then there was Alien with the little three, and that was where they were on the prison right. planet. And then the fourth one was Resurrection, where they so, she's kind of a blended version of an alien-human hybrid. So versus Predator is its own thing. That's its, its own part of the standalone. Alien. It's like prequels. Oh. Yeah, now they've got the new Predator movie coming yep. out this year. Was the prison planet, they had to be inside the, the planet? No, you're thinking of Star Trek. I will never forget this. Tom Gorman and I went to see that Star Trek <laughs> I like how you movie. didn't even start the story. I already knew what you were talking about. Exactly. Now you're thinking Star Trek. This is unbelievable. We go to see the Star... What was it called? Star Trek what? I think that might have been Wrath of Khan. Or was no, it? it was the... The cold... The Where they're on yeah, a cold... Yeah, pres- I think Undiscovered Planet or undiscover, uh, Undiscovered Country or something like that. Mm. So One of them. Yeah. They're in the prison inside the globe and... Somebody Shatner, somebody says, well, why don't people ever escape from this prison? And they said, it's impossible. It's 30 below zero outside. That day in Minnesota, it was 31 below. It was <laughs> colder than the prison planet. We did, it. we did an event up at the Palmer House. We did an event up at the Palmer House. I don't want to go Sox to the Palmer Center. House. And uh, all these people came in from around the United States to do this. And it was like the coldest January we'd had in 20 years. And they're looking out. And people would go out to smoke. And they would... And their lungs would freeze. Oh, and they yeah. came in. And out, everybody was taking pictures of the bank marquee. And it's negative 28. And they're like, how can it be allowed to be this cold in any the state? water trick? What? I do that. Oh, yeah. When it's 25 below, we go out with a... 
coffee cup full of almost boiling water and throw it in the air and it disappears. Oh, yeah. vaporizes? Southern people will stay out there for hours doing this. It's, it's like black magic. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of voodoo is this? I love that. Yeah. It's like black magic. It was so yes, bad, all of the cars were frozen. Oh. We couldn't start. There was no jumping. Every car was just locked up. That's horrible. That's cold. Yeah. We shall take a break. Be right back. Tom Bernard Show. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been to lose weight at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth with their weight loss plan. I'm down over 77 pounds and I have one more round to go to shed the rest of my unwanted pounds. Find out how to have success losing weight like I did by attending the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth free informational dinner. It is on Monday, August 20th, 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. That extra baggage melts away really fast. And one of the best parts is it's just so easy. I am never, ever hungry. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has educated me on clean eating, and I now know the foods that work for me and the weight gain trigger foods. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth will guarantee that you'll lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life, and they can help you, too. Register for the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner on August 20th. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. If you are a homeowner, you do not want to miss this free event. We are hosting a free seller workshop where we are going to teach you how to net between thirty dollars to $60,000 more on your home sale. Plus, we are going to share our proven systems that will instantly put the control back in your corner. Guarantee yourself the results you deserve when it comes time to sell your house. Our exclusive workshop will be sold out shortly, so call now to secure your free ticket by calling 763-401-SOLD or by visiting sellerworkshop.com. This free seller workshop will be held the week of August 6th. The last workshop sold out very fast, so hurry and call Chris Lindahl Real Estate today to save your free ticket. So call now, 763-401-SOLD, or visit sellerworkshop.com for times, locations, and to secure your free ticket. Okay, you know how it works. Uh, I don't promote people that aren't the real deal or don't do the right thing. This is not a bare bones situation at all and the best part is it's free isn't this the song that uh puff daddy stole puff yeah. daddy stole mm -hmm. yeah. and now he has to pay a hundred percent of the royalties wait a minute i thought isn't sting part of the puff daddy song no he just he literally just took the song without their permission and rapped over it so now <laughs> they own the rights to it because he oh well he ask. performed it with uh, puff daddy a few times did he? Yeah, because it was a song about... I think he did like, later. Who, who was it? Big Money Maker. Biggie, who was it? Biggie. Was it about Biggie's death? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Sting actually came out and performed it with Puff Daddy. Well, yeah, but you see, he didn't use permission, so um, basically... Permission, permission. Well, it went to court, so now every time even P. Diddy or Puff Daddy or whatever it heck he goes by now he goes Every by time, cassie now yeah he does but it, <laughs> cassie may um if it gets played the puff daddy version sting gets yep. the uh, money for it yep. fifty thousand and sting and needs more money yeah really so 2014 uh no but that's an important lesson yeah. Now that I understand, yeah. I don't, don't understand. Stuff. I don't understand the whole blurred lines thing, Tim or Tom. That's Tim. stupid. Tim. Good old yeah, Tim Barnyard. I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> Welcome to the Tim oh, yeah. Barnyard show. Who do you think you're my dad? <laughs> <laughs> I suddenly was taken over by the chucker. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> well, Tim. 
But the, now that to me sets a really weird precedent, right? What, that, you calling me Tim? <laughs> yeah, that I mean too. That? No, that the uh, blurred lines that yeah. they got Join us sued for Dave's for final having, episode on the Tom Bernard podcast. That they got sued for having a song in the same vein yeah, as Marvin Gaye. Yeah, that's yeah, How do you do that? Because why didn't uh, you know? To me, that that song by. Um, Gosh, all about that bass. What is her name? I'm so. Oh, out of Megan Trainer. Yeah, that song she did had a very Marvin Gaye song. The song about Marvin Gaye. Why didn't she get sued for having a Marvin Gaye like song? Yeah. Well, tons of songs are almost identical to other songs. It's like, right, but yeah. that wasn't even identical. It was in the same vibe kind of deal, and yeah. they, they sued and won. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, they did win. How do you win did. doing that? When I don't know. That's crazy to me. Well. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand that. There were only eight notes. A lot of songs got to sound exactly the same. Although oh, yeah. that, what was that band that supposedly said that they were the ones that came up with "Stairway to Heaven"? Oh yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah, but that sounds a lot like "Stairway oh, to Heaven." Oh, that one is a complete. Rip-off. Their name was started with an R. I can't no, remember. No, Spirit. 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 Yeah. Spirit. No, that's not the one. The guy's name's Randy California. Wrote that. Oh, that's song what I called it Targus. I think is what Targus. It was is that what it's and called? And they went on tour with Zeppelin. Taurus. Warm-up. Taurus, that's right. From the band Spirit, yeah. Which means bowl. Yeah, that was, was especially that beginning part, that was So the cool parts of that story is everybody goes, ah, Zeppelin didn't steal anything, and those guys are just trying to get money. So the the guy that was the head of that band, a guy named Randy California, drowned in the, I think in the 90s, trying to save his stepson. Oh, yeah. In the ocean. And Spirit has said that if they win, they're going to take all that money and donate it to musical education for kids in the public schools. So it's, That's wonderful. Is yeah, it, it is still going on, this lawsuit? I think it is. It keeps coming up how, every few years. How? When you hear it, how do you not see that they've blatantly ripped off that song? Of course, if you're Led Zeppelin, you can afford to hire some really yeah. good attorneys. <laughs> right, but how good of an attorney are you that you can... Okay, Blurred Lines was settled in like a year. Yeah, for real. Hey, but Johnny this this has been stretching off. out well. That's, yeah, that's exactly right. Well, yeah, uh, there's that. Yeah. Wait, now this is the Taurus this, version. This is Taurus. Yes. I'm assuming it's about to come yes, in. I'd rather it. be a hammer than a nail, right there. That's, <laughs> Gar- that's right Simon there. Garfunkel, right They're there. Ripping them off to a son of a biscuit. Okay, yeah. Here it comes. Sounds to me like Johnny Rivers. Uh, What's well, the name of that song? That's a fairly common. It is. Yeah, it really is. Riff, but it anyway. is, but it continues on and on, and it's yeah. let, it's stairway to. Well, my favorite still is the Vanilla Ice. No, no, no. Queen is. And mine is. What the hell? How do you think that that's a totally different beat? Totally different. That is one of my favorite albums. That Spirit had a very famous record called "The Twelve Dreams of Doctor Sardonicus." If you're into classic rock, yep. it's just a it's it is a wonderful great. record. I loved that movie, Doctor Sardonicus. Yeah, there's a guy who it, he is never heard of. A huge it's grin froze on his old. face. We had to wear a mask. Vincent everywhere. Price, I think. Right? Oh, really? Was I Vincent Price? Right. I think it was. Vincent might have been. Price. Yeah, it's called Doctor Sar- or Mister Sardonicus. Is it Doctor Sardonicus or Mister Sardonicus? I think it's Doctor. I think it is. I'm not sure, but it's it's a pretty cool movie, especially if you're a little kid. What it was apparently is this guy, he was grave robbing. Mister. It's Mister Sardonicus. Okay, and he's grave robbing, and he opens this one casket in a grave, and he sees something, and it's just 
The makeup's really good. He looks really odd in that movie. I'll tell you that. 1961? Yeah. Mr. Sardonicus. Mr. Sardonicus is the name of the movie. Good movie overall, though? Well, I haven't seen it since I was about nine. (laughs) But still good memories? Yeah, I remember being scared to death of it when I was nine years old. No, Vincent Price is not in it. No, I, watched, I, don't, I, don't I watched a movie recently that I saw as a, a eight or nine year old, and it was hysterical. The, oh, oh, the um, Russians are coming! Oh, that was very funny. God, it was funny. The Russians it was are coming. Funnier the Russians at are coming. fifty than it was at nine, and it was funny at nine. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's uh, Alan Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin. Arkin yeah. yeah, I loved Alan Arkin. A Russian sub gets uh, runs aground off the coast of Cape Cod, and they wound up taking over this town. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> In about 1966. That's about seven. right. That's about right. Height of the Cold War, and it's really funny. You know, that's one thing about why I like. See, Andy and Catherine do not like horror films, and Alex and I do like them. And I think the reason I like them is because of movies like Mr. Sardonicus and. The abominable Doctor Fibes and all that stuff. I, I love say that. fibs. I say fibs. <laughs> I say that. Now that was uh, what's his face. Oh, I've seen that makeup before. What's this. Mr. Sardonicus? Yeah, well, I don't that's know. creepy. Yeah, isn't that? What, you, we'll have to you watch see it? it. Is it not, well, honey, yeah. we're good face. That it, was creepy. It, <laughs> that face, a yeah. creepy face. it is a creepy face when you're Just nine years old. Like, oh my god, mm-hmm. that nerfed me, honey. I'll Isn't that check creepy? It out. Yeah. Imagine if you were nine years old. Well, have you ever seen the yeah. the, um, the idea for the Joker came like from a movie called The Man the Who Laughed or something? Yeah. Yep. That guy looked creepy, too. He and that really was like did. a silent movie back in the day, you know? I still think that Heath Ledger's, why so serious? Yeah. Like, good God, That is one of the best yeah. representations. Although it's no nothing doubt. like the... The craziness of the comics. I thought his his that scene where he leans out the window and Gotham is burning, and he just he's like breathing in the air and the chaos that he's created yeah, is just yeah. such a, an amazing Godfather like moment to me that, that that Nolan caught in that movie that that movie should have been called The Joker. I loved. Yeah. I, I also loved the Riddler because I loved him so much. No, oh, the Gorshin Riddler, yeah, Frank Gorshin. I loved Frank Gorshin. Yeah. The only time I ever interviewed him, the man smoked about 15 cigarettes at a time. It was unbelievable. And I didn't know he was listening to the show. I said, we're going to have Frank Orson this morning. It's going to be really cool because he looks just like my brother, Troy. <laughs> you know, but he, Troy looks more like... like Pat uh, Sajak. Pat Sajak. exactly like him. He comes in, he sits down, and he's smoking a cigarette in Studio B, and he's on the air and goes, I have a question for you. Don't I look just like Tom's brother, Troy? <laughs> he was listening on the way. Great guy. Very, very funny guy. Tim and I saw him. Uh, we went to uh, Treasure Island to see him perform. Oh, yeah. His last deal. And uh, we got to meet him afterwards, and he signed some Batman yeah. memorabilia oh, yeah. for me. Really nice guy. And then I went and saw his um, one-man show about uh, George Burns and Gracie Allen. Oh, right. What an amazing guy. I mean, just an amazing talent. Uh, really I think he was hammered through the roof when we met him at the I end of the so. uh, the comedy show he did where he did all of the, the different... I think you might uh, be right about that. that the, only was... thing I, the only problem I think he had was he was doing like Richard Burton and people that... The age group was not appropriate for the, for the yeah. uh, imitations he was doing. I could see and that. And he was, he was amazing at it, but the audience was like crickets. And, you know, Tim and I were like, yeah! And then you get that feeling like... Oh, I feel like we seem like we're pandering to him at this yeah. point. But he was great at what he was he doing. Was he's doing all it, these yeah. Yule Brenner, and he how does the scene. Everybody's like, "How was his Errol Flynn?" <laughs> right? Yeah, Errol yeah. Flynn. You know, actually, that came up yesterday on the KQ Morning Show. 
uh, certain impressions of people. Mm-hmm. And Brittany and Candace had no idea what the hell we're talking about. Yeah, they have no idea who those were. What, what, that's a good impression. I said, yeah, that's a great impression. <clears throat> well, who is that? I'm like, you don't know who that is. That's brutal. Like, like is Richard Burton? They don't know who the hell yeah. that is. They I don't have know no who idea Richard who Burton is. Right. You don't know who Richard Burton is either. Mm-mm. I know who Tim Burton is. <laughs> yeah, very, yes. close, very, very close. Very close. Well, it's funny too. You, you you look at the world of collectibles and autographs, right? Yeah. And you know, I was a big Bogart and Jimmy Cagney fan. Absolutely. And at the, you know, the height of the market, their autographs were selling for seven, eight hundred bucks. Oh. Really? Now you can find them for you know fifty to hundred bucks because the generation that liked yep. Cagney is yep. gone. Right. So now there's you know you get this weird ebb and flow with with popularity and who even knows who most of these celebrities are anymore. Yeah. But I like to try like I'll I'll record off Turner Classic movies and oh, some yeah. of the old oh, yeah. musicals or gangster movies and then I'll I'll bring my kids in to watch them so at least they get exposed. I was very you know I love every Fourth of July we watch uh, Yankee Doodle Dandy. With yeah, Jimmy which is Cagney. phenomenal. And and my daughters actually sat down and watched it with me, and they're like, "Wow, that was really good, Dad." And I'm like, "Yeah, see, amazing what you guys can see when you check out the old movies, even the black and white ones." So the thing I have is it just that they were overloaded with media now. Is that the problem? Because when I was a kid, I knew who my grandparents loved. Right, but you had three channels to choose yeah. from. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what right. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, it's an and, overflow and, of media. And that, and then the fourth channel of Fox kind of came on, yeah. and that blew our minds. Right, but you had more choices. Uh, now, yeah, the kids don't need any of the classics because there's no. so much crap being yep. spun at them. But it's my, horrible. I my kid, uh, two of my kids, will sit there and watch Max and Damien will sit on their tablet and watch YouTube. Yep. They don't want to play, but they will watch mm-hmm. videos of other kids playing with toys. Oh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing? I know, Those toy channels are insanely expensive. Yeah, one time or, uh, I, popular. It's I, weird. One time we took Fawn to a pool, and they're all the boys. Didn't matter if they were 3, didn't matter if they were 12, 15, whatever. All the boys were sitting around the pool on a chair watching something on their tablet. Watching something, I understand, I like, but watching other kids play. But they're They'd be at like, the be pool. at the pool watching kids swim. It's that would amazing be weird to, to me. me. Yeah. Like, yeah, the screen's well, stupid. That's where you need parenting, right? What? That's where you need parenting. <laughs> Not familiar. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> we, what is we parenting? We force the kids to go out on the boat with us about once or twice a month. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's always... Leave the phones in the car, and we're going to go swimming, and we'll be back in three hours. And they bitch a little bit about it, but they always have a plan. But once they're there, some, yeah. Some people don't need to be forced to go on your boat. They just sit around waiting. <laughs> oh, God, that's, that's so bad. Right. I would have brought that. that. address. <laughs> if I were you. Oh, we so have just, uh, I had my our guest on the phone. I had my ducky oh, inflatable vest and everything waiting. We'll get you out. I'm so Molly Gill. Molly, how are you? You guys. All right, we're fantastic. They're just... We're just talking about how there are so many channels now out there that when when I was a child, we only had the four channels or whatever it was. And so I knew everything about, you know, previous generations and even the generation before that, whereas under 30 now, you don't know anything about your own parents' generation, what what entertainment they enjoyed, because there's just, what are there, 1,100 channels now? I think there are 1,100 of them. Too many. There there are a lot. And then 1,100 channels and nothing on. I mean, seriously. There's nothing ever on. That's how I always feel. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. Uh, what we're going to do here is probably talk for about two minutes, Molly, and then we'll take a very quick break and come back and have a 15-minute segment if that works for you. Uh, so I actually have to 
unfortunately, my cell phone battery is about to die. Uh, so, well, you want to go? Um, ch- can you charge it for about four we, minutes and call us back? I don't have a charger with me. Oh, okay. I forgot it at home today. Could we make a quick segment? Is would Abs- that work? Absolutely. So, Molly, I'm going to turn Thank it over you. to you. I Molly, apologize. That's not um, a problem. Don't worry about it. Terrible day to forget it. No, that's okay. Molly Gill, ladies and gentlemen, FAMM, Families Against Mandatory Minimums. If she vanishes suddenly, we'll know why. Yes. Right. <laughs> if you all of a sudden just go away, Molly will know why you went away. Um, so what's it all about, Molly? So FAM is a nonpartisan organization established uh, about 25 years ago, and we work to abolish mandatory minimum sentences for various crimes. Um, they were A lot of those sentences were created in the 1980s, particularly for drug crimes. Uh, some gun possession crimes, and uh, basically they tie the judge's hands and require the same sentence in every kind of case, no matter uh, what role the person played or whether there are special facts that should be taken into account. Mm -hmm. And what they've done is they've driven up America's prison population, our prison costs, and um, they haven't actually been proven to reduce crime either. Do you think that's because there's a lot of money to be made by private prisons? Uh, The more inmates, the more money they make? Well, I think that to some extent that is true, and to some extent it's been overstated. I I think that um, private prisons are more of a factor at the state level, for example, than they are at the federal uh, prison level. Um, They're used more in the states. Um, Certainly they do better when they have more people in prison, and mandatory minimums do help ensure that. Yeah, I suppose that is true. How did you get involved in, in in FAM in the first place? So I actually started off uh, working when I was in law school at the University of Minnesota. Um, I worked in a prosecutor's office for about two years. And uh, that experience uh, really opened my eyes to see that, in fact, there were a lot of people who we were giving these mandatory sentences to. And and I'm sat sent that sent that right sentence and a lot of other times it didn't make much sense. And I thought... You know, I really want to work on trying to fix uh, some of these problems that I'm seeing in um, American sentencing. So I, you know, found Sam and decided to focus my efforts there. Now, are you still based in Minnesota? No, I'm not. We're uh, in Washington, D.C., but okay, I do yeah. miss Minnesota. You do, really? What do you miss most about it? <laughs> I really loved uh, the people there that I got to meet there, and um, I thought actually Minneapolis is one of the uh, best-kept secrets in the Midwest. Yeah, I could understand that, absolutely. We will uh, keep track of what's going on with FAM, and if we could uh, reschedule, Molly, that'd be great. Yeah, I I apologize so much. I'm sorry. That's not a problem. Molly Gill, ladies and gentlemen, F-A-M-M. We'll talk more about it in the future. We'll take a break here. Be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. 
And Priority is also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call Roger or Eddie right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Live version? No, it's always like that on the beginning of the song. What are you planning on starting a fire today? Maybe. Great! Great news. We're trapped on the fifth floor because of Cassie. I'm going to with a bunch of six year olds. I have to put a fire under the butts to get because we're starting practice today. Oh my God! Today's oh, the day. Football. Yep. Wow. Really? Today's the day. Oh yeah, it's mm-hmm. August. Oh, it's time to play it football. It is August. Yep. It's it's Summer's weird winding though because these sixth graders, man, they're like bigger than me. Oh, well, it's crazy. Especially a lot with all of their... people are bigger than me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like with all their Thanks gear on, that, they're like huge, and I'm holding bags and trying to, you know, help them do blocks. Well, now you stuff. know how Lou Holtz felt. I love it though. The, boy, the those kids, and I just got my team roster, and a lot of the kids I had on last year, and they're just fun to just teach football. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great to watch them grow and learn what i just thought of something i'm sorry but <laughs> like, what did i say it was no 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 it was a lou holtz reference no but yeah it just it's really fun just to watch them grow as football players and so how did you learn football I, which is a really a sexist question but i'll ask it anyway. um i've been watching football yeah, you're since a skirt i, was, I mean one of my <laughs> earliest memories that. is me sitting in front of the tv with my dad watching the vikings okay. after she made him a sandwich and rubbed his feet of course right of course. yeah but um <laughs> I, Put some more I coal was on always the stove. a tomboy. I played baseball. I played football with the kids. Um, I couldn't do any of those sports because I was a figure skater. It's a very okay. expensive yeah. sport. Yeah. They didn't want me getting injured. So, and back then, I don't think girls were allowed to play with boys. Yeah, probably not. In high school, no. they had like powder puff football for girls, which was basically like flag football. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always been interested in football. So I taught myself. I taught hmm. myself the positions. Um, you know, routes that people take in offense and, and in defense. So, and I've just, it's just grown from there. And I took the leap and said, I want to coach. And I'm the only female coach in the Rosemount area. And I'm hoping that more moms step up and take that role. Cause I think the kids really enjoy having a, a mom like yeah. figure on their team. Especially, they told me. <laughs> especially when the, <laughs> I have a couple kids that they're very passionate players and when something happens they can kinda of go off the deep end and I'm I'm Really? Yeah. You know, they just get riled up and like if they get a penalty called on them, they fall apart, they start, you know, throwing their helmets down. I mean they get I'm pretty rough. Dial it back yeah, for God's sake. 
with me be there's a couple kids that I'm the only one that can get them centered yeah. again. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I had a one of my friends, her little brother. He kind of was a some sort of special needs kid. I don't know what his deal was, but he was um, a wrestler. He was a really good wrestler. But they would get him so hyper before mm-hmm. he went into a match that it took him like hours and hours to calm down and they had to bring in like a mom type coach huh. because he would calm down for her but he wouldn't for guys yeah it's, it's kind of weird how it they, is interesting yeah how mm-hmm. the kids react different between a mom figure and a dad figure on the field absolutely you know i don't know if if they have like this perception of having to play at a certain level for a man versus a woman mm-hmm. but i've you know, there's one one kid in particular. He's a phenomenal athlete. He plays hockey. He's a football player, but he can get pretty rough. You know, I mean, he's just a passionate football player, and I have to sometimes take him aside or pull him from the game or from practice and set him aside and give him a talking and you yeah, know calm calm, calm him down. I wonder and, if that would work for the NFL. Maybe. Yeah, maybe they need some of those moms so with the Campbell soup. You know the commercials. Yeah, yeah. yeah they could sit on the sidelines with Campbell soup and say, "Honey, come say, over no, here. Uh, you need to uh, calm down." You didn't say some... that. <laughs> yeah. That's the oh, worst no, impression of a black accent I've ever I know. heard. Yeah. Well, I'm a white guy. What do you want? <laughs> I'm a white guy. Well, Nobody we, knew that about at me. At least he tried. We we try <laughs> and did. teach the kids respect, especially for the other team. You know, yeah, if you sure. know, help the other team. If they're if you tackle them and they're on the ground, help them up. Sure. You know, uh, we try and teach them, you know, good sportsmanship and all that stuff. So, especially at this age, because we don't want to set a precedent. That, right. This is where you know, it starts. But she right. doesn't know as the kids are helping them up and going, "You like that punk? I'm going to do it again." <laughs> in the next yeah. Oh yeah, I helped him up, Miss Winnie. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> you know what I don't get about football is why don't they have single-use helmets that are they're like crumple zones because it worked well for cars you know it it, it absorbs the impact <laughs> well but Put how many you'd have them? to have 2,000 helmets, helmets to play yeah. a game well it's better than so they've you know got nothing but money yeah really and it's better than everyone having brain damage well, well that's true so we have, we've been uh Invent that andy yeah, we have there you to go. go through certification and we learn tackling techniques that help prevent helmet to helmet contact yeah. So um, we really stress on the kids to make sure that their technique on tackling, you know, very minimal contact to the head is our goal. So um, we call it cheek to cheek or eyes eyes to the thighs tackling. So (laughs) we have to, and if I find a kid, if they're not doing what we're telling i'll pull them from a game and like this is dangerous you cannot be standing up and tackling and going head first into somebody you just can't do it so oh they already did invent a helmet that's you know you get an impact the crumple zone goes down and you know you get a new one but they haven't added it yet probably because it would cost them an additional 0.01 percent of their income oh that wouldn't be good no question i think the players have be willing to spring for it themselves if it was yeah if i was a football player i would definitely be like yeah give me uh give me ten thousand of those right so here's why i started laughing you said what are you laughing at you guys mentioned lou holtz well in 1985 a year before i started in the kiki morning show uh and i can't do the impression i used to be able to just nail lou holtz but i haven't heard him talk in so long I, i don't even know if i could do it anymore but Wally asked me if I'd come on his show and do my Lou Holtz impression. 
said, yeah, that'd be fun, you know. I said, okay, we'll call in. I said, okay. So I call in, and Wally didn't know I was going to do this, but he goes, ladies and gentlemen, we have the head coach of the Gopher football team, Lou Holtz, on the phone. again. I do? I said, everything's fine. No, Wally, everything's good by me. I tell you, I am sick to death of Minnesota. This place is a dump. It's flyover land, and I, I'm sick to death, and I can't wait to get out of here. I oh guess the University God. of Minnesota got so many calls going, fire that jerk. He's the worst human being. They actually thought it was Lou Holtz. Uh-huh. Yeah, Lou Holtz going to get on, on the funny. phone and say that. Uh-huh. I mean, it got much worse. It got much worse. I should have never come here in the first place. I told my wife. Oh, it was it was terrible. I remember. Yeah, there was a there was a player that didn't want to be here. He was a football player, and he didn't want to be here because there weren't enough discos. Who was that? Do you remember that? Was, that? Uh, that was uh, the little fellow, Darren Nelson. Darren Nelson. Darren I Nelson hated me. Yeah. Oh God, did he? He hate did not me. want to be here because there weren't enough discos. Is that how he got the nickname Disco Darren? <laughs> yep. That's exactly how. I was worried about this goes. I worked exactly. for a company called Peak Performers Network here in the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. And we, we worked with uh, motivational speakers, Bruce Jenner and Lou Holtz and everything. And we had Lou Holtz coming in one night right. for this deal. And um, we were in the, a bunch of the guys and I were hanging out for lunch and we're in the lunchroom BSing. And one of the guys goes, I'm really pissed. I can't see Lou Holtz tonight. I wanted to see him. So I started doing my bad Lou Holtz impersonation. <laughs> and I start giving a motivational oh, no. talk and I'm like, you just got to pick yourself up and doing the whole deal. And right. all of a sudden, I feel that sounded like Forrest on my Gump. back, right? Ah. And and I turn around, and he goes, you're doing a good job, son. Keep it up. And there you Lou go. Holtz had come in with our boss, and I'm like, <laughs> son of a biscuit. <laughs> and they were all sitting there watching me do Lou Holtz, and they're all like, poor Lou. <laughs> right behind you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what was he? Uh, Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> I think he was a little bit more boisterous than that. Well, Sloppy mouth Foghorn Leghorn, maybe. I had that thing, that whole. Did anybody think he was going to stay at the University of Minnesota? I, you've got to be fooling yourself. There was no way he was going to stay here, not a chance. And this new guy we got—I don't know what the hell that guy's deal is—but this PJ Fleck, yeah, they got nobody. It's kind of like the Minnesota Twins; they have nobody left oh, on that boy, team. They just sold this farm, didn't they? They did. Well, they're only the most wealthy owners in all of baseball, so why would they spend any money to win? Does that make any sense to you? Why not make it fun, though? Do something. Bring bring people in. You know, bring in people that are in it for the love of the game and do something different. And maybe, you know, if you're going to chop down the... The deal, do the money ball thing and bring Let's in the people Mike, that make sense. Let, why don't we get Mike Beck to run the Twins for a couple of years? Yeah, there you go. That'd run the Twins. Awesome. Step right in. His own dad wouldn't let him run the team in Chicago yeah. after the disco destruction night. His own dad fired him. <laughs> How much damage did Steve Dahl do with that? Oh, I think there was a lot. And we're going to see Steve next uh, Friday. Well, Looking forward right. to it. Steve. Uh, yeah, I grew up with Steve, Steve and Gary, phenomenal. Steve Dahl, Gary Meyer in Chicago on the loop. Steve Dahl invented the whole style of radio that I ended up doing, that Paul Castronovo does, that Howard Stern does. Steve Dahl invented all that. It was not Howard. Everybody thinks it was Howard that did it. It was oh, not wasn't it the uh, Imus kind of was the... Yeah, Imus was great. Imus, I, Imus was kind of the I don't know the name is Anus. I'm no. pretty sure it's not Anus. <laughs> Anus in the morning. <laughs> he kind of acts like an anus in the morning. God. Well, sometimes. He, that yeah. career's over now. He retired in March. Disco demolition night. Let's see here. Oh, God. 1979. I like this. Non fatal injuries between zero and 30. <laughs> that was some smoke inhalation from Helpful. the toxicity of the records, I think. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe. The, Let's uh, see. Uh, while you're looking that up, I'll mention, oh I guess, the, the coroner report on uh, radio legend Art Bell is out. His cause of death, multiple drug uh, intoxication, oxycodone, hydrocodone, diazepam, and... Caris protal. I don't know what that is. Uh, significant conditions, uh, also dealing with um, COPD and hypertension. So, uh, unfortunately, the you know there was a lot of speculation and question about his death being on a Friday the thirteenth. Right. If, if it might have been in self inflicted or self imposed death. Right. All four of those are respiratory suppressants. So, so I would say almost definitely yeah. yes. That he yeah. killed himself. But yeah. You know, what, going through the pain, I know he was going through so much problems with the COPD a year oh, ago yeah. when he was in the hospital. People didn't even know if he was going to come out, and then he's had so much problems with his back. Um, that you know, mm-hmm. I guess you, you get into that place, and maybe you know you decide to go with dignity, and you choose yeah. choose yeah. your path. Yeah, because yeah, that was that's two tough. opiates and two barbiturates, and barbiturates by themselves are known for being kind of dangerous when it comes to uh, sure, yeah, breathing, which but, is uh, yeah, tragedy. He's you know we lost him back in April. Um, well, I guess I would rather go out that way than suffocating to death. Yeah, on slowly COPD. suffocating yeah. to death, and yeah, that's that's a brutal aspect but you know he has a brand new baby and I mean, he's oh, a 70 some year old guy with two oh, very little kids yeah and to leave them huge. in this yeah it was and Art was uh, on that show that show was huge on coast man. to coast and then he launched uh yeah. dark matter and then went right. over to midnight in the desert which i'm now the host which of monday through friday also, which right. i also want to thank you uh for allowing me to mention the the drive we were doing for second harvest heartland we ended up hitting our 200 new subscribers That's so we donated four dollars from every one of the subscriptions it's 4.99 to subscribe mm-hmm. four dollars for every subscription in the month of july went to second harvest heartland That's great. and then we had some of our listeners and some of your listeners kicking in i had bart l who donated a hundred dollars gravity sucks donated wiener and hand wait, donated two hundred dollars bart l bart l what did you say say wiener and hand that's one of that's the screen names they go by i don't know their real wiener names. wiener and hand wiener and hand donated two hundred dollars way to go wiener wiener and he's in the chat room right now hey, watching wiener. your show so thank you for uh your generosity and all of the great people that have been making uh side donations and and if people are interested in helping second harvest mm-hmm. heartland just go to two the number two harvest.org every one dollar you donate supplies three meals to a person in need and it helps people right here in the united That's states terrific. so it's a great way to do it just uh, go make those donations and, and thank you again tom for, nah, for so, giving us that platform on the we, show we uh bar la grassa the restaurant don't kicked in a bunch of gift certificates for uh uh what the hell? I can't even think <laughs> they of They thanked you for the big wiener shout-out, yeah, by the, big, the way. Thank wiener. Wiener in hand. Uh, to, to uh, what the hell? What are you talking about? Oh, it's the Smile Network. Oh. These were donated oh. by Bar La Grassa to Smile Network. It's $10, oh, $50 certificates. So we like doing auction? that stuff. Yeah. We like to do that stuff. Yeah, it was an, an auction. Okay. So uh, Dennis Kudak and I are going to hook up, and I'll get those to him. That'll be taken care of, and... Yeah, I, I I do like all that stuff. It's wonderful. I, it, you know, back in the day when things were a hell of a lot rougher, the people stepped up and helped us, and I'll never forget it. I will never forget how that. I mean, my mother would go to the grocery store, and the guy would go, eh, "Don't worry about it. You don't have to pay for it." I mean, it was phenomenal. Wow, it was great. Bricks Market did that, and Ennin Brothers Market did it. All, all Red Owl, a lot of them did. They would. They'd on the sly, go, oh, yeah, she's already paid. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and now you get a chance. That's what I've done with – we have a unique perspective with our, our platforms. 
And we've helped with our show, uh, Darkness Radio, and now with Midnight in the right. Desert, we've raised right. nearly a million dollars for charities over the years. And I just think it's important you just do what you can it to is. keep giving back and, and help out. And I know Walzer does a lot of that, too. Walzer.com. That's right. Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. And we don't give any money to Wiener in Hand. I'm right. Just no. You. We only take their money. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you all for your donations. Thank you very much. That is great. We'll be right back. Hour 3, Tom Bernard Show.